say you black, then watch your mouth. We ain't listen, nah, not for the clout. Original man, all I'm watching is y'all. Crazy how I think that I used to be at the mall. Spending all this hard earned dough, but never bought. In a game of life was more of a curtain call. Smiling in your face, can't tell I was hurt at all. My little Asian love would go and run me to raw. Brought it to the crib and let me borrow the car. Gotta be fly, you gon' catch the people I Can't recognize the real when you always taught a lie. Can't remember a day when my mama wasn't hurting. Daddy wasn't brave and my niggas wasn't cursing. We was just some slaves and amazed with our burdens. Trying to find our way through this pain we immersed in. Raised by a gay shit, the sage wasn't working. Remember when they say we was three fifths a person. But if we came first, how the fuck do that work? I know this people never like to tell the truth. What up, y'all? This is the real Remy Red. And we on Black Voices Uncensored, and we control the narrative TV.com. Yo, one thing I want to say is thank you to everybody who stuck with us. Thank you for tuning in. But a big thanks to Sydney from Black Voices Uncensored uh, to giving us a voice on On the Wake Up Radio. She's the Queen Bee. And if you haven't checked her out at OTW2, please do. Um, she's part of the reason what I'm talking about today, which is PTSD in the Black community and how do we combat that? And, you know, one of the things that I think we need to do as a community is, one, communicate, but to support each other. More than just, yo, you good, and not listening to a response. More than just, you know, showing each other negative, negative viewership on Instagram. Like, when I say that, I mean, recently I've been putting up, like, a lot of funny stuff on my IG because I realize I have to support the mental, the mental of my people. I have to support making sure that although I want to show the truth and I want to show what I see is my narrative of what's going on in the world, I also got to make sure that I give some people something that's lighthearted, give them a chance to breathe, give them a chance to relax for a second. And that's where my uh, Leave Black People Alone comes. Those are my videos to show that not all of us are just laying down, taking it. Um, Somebody hit me up the other day and I haven't found the exact list I want to give them yet. They were asking me what books they should read. And at first I was going to give them, you know, all these black empowerment, white supremacy, white um, inferiority books and things like that. But then I thought about it. I said, reading all those can still get be very depressing. What are you going to read? What are you going to interact with that puts your mind at a positive place? And I looked at my bookshelf and I have, you know, there's a couple things that I look at, but many of it is very like, I go for my cell phone that's depressing. Then I'll go read a book that also, although it's knowledge, is a little bit depressing. So, you know, a lot of our shows have been lighthearted of late, but I want to get back to the nitty gritty, the, the, you know, the communication, the, as I call it, my counseling of what I do to feel leveled out, you know, to talk about and get out everything that I got. And my guest today, one is a homeboy, one of mine, one of them is a person who's in the community given what his knowledge is back to the people. And he's a writer and an author um, and a friend. And it's a part of mine. Um, are you my brother keeper? Yes, I am mindset that I try to surround myself with people who in the lamest terms, hold you accountable. Not a bunch of yes, men. I don't have a bunch of yes, men around me. A lot of people do like that kind of crowd. Not one of those people. I need people in my corner that will not only say yes to me, but stop me when I'm making mistakes and tell me when I'm fucking up. And as you know, I talked about that with the Shakira Richardson situation, the track star. It's like who was in her camp, 
Right now, we know she's getting offered a lot of money to be a Webram uh, person, but it's like, is that good money? And, I, and I'll let you guys decide that. You can't watch nobody's pockets. Nobody, everybody will make their own decision, but for my team, I would like them, to t- like them to tell me, not all money's good money, and after what you just went through, do you really want to be seen as this? Do your one mistake? Me real, keeping it real. I don't know about you, Kier, but that's how I look at it. We don't have KC today. Can't tell you what he's doing, but I would love for y'all to give big prayers to him. Um, he's got big opportunities, and I'm very happy for him. So big give him uh, KC a shout out. Uh, Chef KC, not the other KC that we be talking about. Um, but Chef KC, that side of him, that that uh, that side that is is um, inspiring for greatness right now. We know he's gonna get it. And um, it's luck here. He's back. He's not talking a lot. It's just me and him again. Are you going to say something today? Yeah, what's going on? Feeling yeah, on the weather see, today. You see that 90s love voice he comes on this to fucking show with? Like, I can't, it can't be just me and him. Because he's going to come on here like, hey, yo, it's night storm. And I'm over here talking with this squeaky, high-pitched little fucking voice. Anyway. Well, we're here today, and we are going to bring in my guests after this commercial, but before we get there, please, I need some ladies on the show. I need some ladies to come and give me your opinion. As you've heard, you've heard the World Classic Gun Show, Massive Printing, Kevin, tell us his opinion. I got blocked on IG this week, because probably because he was teabagging the camera last week. Let's just keep it 100. Um, I do say the reason we need all those voices is me and my ex are in a great place now because he opened up dialogue. That's what I try to tell y'all. Sometimes that friend, that person in your life, that can be kind of a, a like, bro, dead ass. Are you saying all of that? Sometimes when you knowingly know your friends, it doesn't become a hindrance. You can push it into a positive light. That's why I say you got to know the people in your team. I know who he is. I know if I put him in the seat next to me, he's going to talk about personal shit. And I do it back to him. And that's when you test your friendship with people. It's not what they do to you. It's what they're willing to take back when you do it to them. And if y'all can still be coherent in that situation, you know what I mean? Um, and me and Kevin, got a, we got a good vibe going. And then, you know, if I was a white boy, you see my face bright red with some of the shit he say. But, you know, that is, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, this is the Real Remy Red. Black Voices Uncensored. We're going to go to an early commercial so I can bring my guests in because I don't feel like I think you want to see me all the time. I think you want to hear from this brother, hear where he's coming from, hear some of his book. I mean, I know they say black people don't read, but I read it. My daughter read it. So we think you should read it. Let's go to commercial real quick here. And then when we come back, you know what we're about to do. What up, what up, what up? It's a railway red, and I'm back. See, but I'm here with somebody a little bit taller. <laughs> and a little bit more relaxed than my host and guest, Kevin. So, tell them who this is. Tell them who we sitting with. What greatness what's, do we got? What's happening, people? It's your boy, Vino, a.k.a. Trey, a.k.a. Trey Vino. Um, I'm an author, writer, personal trainer. I'm, I'm just that dude, man. Like, you think he's more Jamaican than me. That's what it is. He, he, look, man, <laughs> he got a hand over here, a hand over here. Like, I'm from the South. It's in there somewhere. Where in the South are you from? South Carolina, born and raised in Myrtle Beach. They've been talking a lot about y'all history and the the racist history they got in Myrtle Beach and certain lakes you're not supposed to be going to. They can say what they want. And a lot of it is true, but the thing about that too is we've been everywhere. 
If you're from the beach, we ain't, ain't no white person ever stopped us from getting to where we wanted to get to. Oh, no. They didn't say y'all don't get it in. Okay. And that y'all can't go okay. nowhere. They were just talking about history. History is what it is. It is. All right. You can't, That's you know, fact. you can't deny that. But, That's fact. you know, he's basically saying ain't no fear in their hearts of the black people in South yeah, Carolina. They, 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 they don't let that history affect them. You know, that's funny you bring that up. I just posted a video um, on my Instagram, and there's some young men fighting in a mall. Uh-huh. And I told black people, I said, the problem is, is that we see that with kids and we call them unruly, when honestly, we know the history that's behind it. Right. We know where the anger comes from. Exactly. Why not cultivate that rage and cultivate that ignorance? Because it is ignorance in some ways, not doing it the right way. Right. They're in a mall just throwing chairs and, you know what I mean? But why don't we cultivate that idea? Why don't we help them understand the right way? Why, why not tell them if that dude really made you that angry, why did you make sure nobody was filming y'all? You know what I mean? And do you allow everything that somebody say to you to control you for that? Do you pick your battle? Like, you know, just. It's, it's not enough of us doing that. See what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. I see it. I was, because I was, we've been them. I was yeah, them and the that. cameras went around. You know what I'm saying I got a perfect history where in the army we was out in Virginia and we was like probably about eight deep. We in the mall and we saw some Marines. We like 17, 18. And they were talking this and that in the third in the middle of the mall. We fighting. Got on. Everybody know we in some kind Very of government. Clear. clear. It's clear. And we cleared out. Now, if we'd have been on camera, that would have been all over the place. That would have been a whole new I think that's break. a big difference for our generation and theirs, that there is cameras the everywhere. It's a clickbait society now. Yeah. You know, and even with that, though, they want to have, oh, man, this fight, this fight. You ain't got to be the first to do this. How about be the first to tell somebody, hey, yo, stop picking up the camera. Give me some knowledge to stop this. Mm-hmm. So I don't even get to this point in the first place. That part. You know. And it's hard to say that to, to get that from another youth. So it's up to us to be, because we 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 the new, we the older generation. We well, let me OGs. ask both of y'all something. When you do you care, because it's three, we're three different men in here. All of us are different with how we walk down the street. Right. Do you feel it's a two-part question? First part is, and I want you to respond here. When you see kids on the street, especially melanin kids, black kids, let's keep it specific doing something wrong, do you feel like you can say something to them? Or you should say something to them? Both of y'all. Would you want to answer first? What do you... Um, doing something wrong. wrong. Would you say something? Like, yo, y'all should chill. Don't do that. Uh, I, I think I've said... I've done it before. Cool. I'm pretty sure I've done it before. I don't think I'm uncomfortable with it. I mean, I don't always get the best response, but it's like, yeah. But you do it. Yeah. Well, I've done it. Right. I still do it. Um, no, and I, it depends, I, and I'll keep it a buck with you. It depends on the environment too. Like, if you're in the wrong spot, i.e., the wrong hood where you know you right, ain't, right, right, you don't right. know that area, right. So you look at it. You and because here's the thing with that too. Because I've done this too. I've, I, one of my first things I do when I move any new city, wherever, man, I go tap into the hood, you know, just to make sure I'm known around there in at least the smallest way. You know what I'm saying? Because that's respect. So when I come through, you know who I am. I might not hold a weight that your OGs hold, 
but I ain't coming in on no BS. So if I see you doing something messed up, you're going to give me at least a little respect. Be like, ah, right, he might be saying something right. So it's a, it's a way to do that. Because a lot of these young kids, we label them as knuckleheads, but we were knuckleheads too. Mm-hmm. So, and somebody at some point said something to us and we got it. Maybe not then, but it sunk in later. So I think that's another fear as the OGs. They like they think it's a waste of time. Nah, it's not. It's mm-hmm. never a waste of time speaking your mind and try to help somebody uplift themselves. You know, you don't have to do it all the time, but you you get it's a feeling, man. Sometimes it's just a feeling. You you know who that one person out the group is you can talk to. Right. You'll see it. If it's eight of them, that 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 fifth one right there, the one that just stand off, just looking. Hey, young blood, come here. Let me talk to you. See what I'm saying? So it's 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 a it's a strategy in everything. Now I'm happy you said that because um, when I try to tell brothers to speak to kids, that that disclaimer is, oh, I'm not gonna get jumped. I'm not. It's like no, he what he just said is a tangible thing. Like it's like talking to a woman. It's like picking a car. It's like buying food. There's a time and a place. You know where you go. I'm not going. I'm from the Bronx, mm-hmm. right? There's no way I'm going to the Chinese place by the project to go order my Chinese at two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. without knowing I'm going to get pressed by somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the second part, the first part is have you, and you both said you have, and you feel comfortable Before doing Before you move on, I uh, got to add something to what you just said about uh, men saying, I'm not going to get jumped. That fear you got in you, you got to work on that. Like you, 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 you're, you are caught up on something else that's totally different. You have something within you that needs to be worked on before you can even go approach somebody else to help them. So, so when you say those things, he's basically saying that says more about you than it does about the people exactly. that you're talking about. And I think that's also a very strong statement that many people do not want to receive that they have the mindset and they have a trauma or something that they're going through that makes them see our people the way they see their people. Right. And that goes on to the, well, I'm happy you stopped me because that goes right into what is the next thing I want to say. A lot of people say they don't talk to our children because they don't want to hear. Black kids don't want to listen. They don't want nobody talking to them. Do you believe that? No, I definitely don't. Okay. (laughs) I'm a black man, so I know it's not fact. Right. I just don't think that people understand how to talk to kids. Mm. Speak on that more, please. People forget that kids still have emotions. You know what I mean? That even though that you're an adult and you're like, oh, because I'm an adult, you need to do this. It's like, well, no, they still have an emotion. They're still going to have a reaction to what you're saying. They're still going to have a, their own thoughts and their own opinions about it. So you got to learn, you got to know how to talk to a child. Like you just can't talk to them like they're a child. You have to talk to them like you're talking to another person one-on-one. Not only that, it's the knowing, like prime example, I'm, I'm from the nineties, right? Right. And I'm from New York. When I come out here and I talk to people, especially young kids out here, and I'd be like, yo, son, I ain't your son. I said, I got to explain to him. In New York, we're talking about the sun from the sky that shines down. Mm-hmm. You are a star. You're, you know what I'm saying? You have a, a power that shines on other people. Mm-hmm. And when you explain that to them, they're like, oh, son. Or when I talk with kids and they talk about Mr. P, you ain't got no swag. And I'm like, what the fuck is swag? Then I got to go do a little research, ask some other kids so that I can communicate on the same level. I think that also goes within our inner, inner community as melanin people. I won't say black people and you'll understand why. 
as melanin people because our melanin is in so many different communities. Right. And our dialogues are different in every one of those communities. Big facts. Alone in, my, in, in Black American culture, you have a West Coast talk, yep. you have an East Coast talk, you have a Midwest talk, mm-hmm. you got a South talk. Then within that borough mm-hmm. of the South, you still got a different lingo. In the Bronx, Brooklyn and Bronx speak different. Mm-hmm. I know North Carolina speak different from South Carolina. Perfect. And then the reason I said melanin and not black, because then you got Jamaicans, Cubans, Africans. We're all one people. Yep. I tell people this right now. I can show you a video right now with no audio. And you won't tell me where in the world this person is getting his ass whooped by the police. Because we're being attacked all the same way. Then on a happier level, I can show you an interaction with a family. And if I change their clothes and everybody wore American clothes, you wouldn't know it's an African family. Mm-hmm. It's a Cuban family. Because on a core level within our melanin and our culture, grandma got a whole lot of power. Big facts. Women are always in the kitchen. Men are fixing tables, barbecuing, yeah. doing like that's a common thing, playing, drinking, telling stories. The yeah. kids are running around, that's music's playing. That's our culture. Yeah. No disrespect, but I tell people that's the difference between white and black people. If you, and I know it sounds so funny, and people know me, I'm the fat boy. I always compare things to food. Go to a food function and watch the way they interact over we interact. I got plenty of white friends. I went to their house and it was quiet as crickets. And I felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, man, we supposed to be eating, having fun, turning up. And motherfuckers is like playing board games, but quietly. Yeah. Now we play board games too. Hell yeah. We on your neck. Yeah. We know black people play board games. We do my fucking hotel, son. I want my hotel. I need my money. That's not a word. That's running don't don't up. put Let's that word down. Don't make up words. Get the dictionary. These are all boring. Like, you understand? So it's not to throw shade at nobody, but I'm saying that's our culture. And I think, one, I have a saying, when you knowingly know somebody, when you get mad, it's your fault. Right. Take the time to know different cultures of your blackness, of your melanin, so that y'all can communicate correctly. I see, I've seen many New York and LA people beef over miscommunication. Oh, facts. Yeah. And their men ego stops them from saying, hey, bro, did you really mean to disrespect me or were you just saying something? I'll never forget. I'm, I was in school in North Carolina. I had been away from New York for a while. You know what I mean? You know, right. everybody knows how school is. You get wrapped up and you also become a chameleon. Yeah. You kind of change a little bit. I go back. I'm sitting on a park bench and this kid is walking up. And, and I'm not, I, I, it's my city, but I don't know if I remember him or not. Mistake, I got real comfortable living in North Carolina, staring at the dude. Back home, me would have never did that. Walks up, who you grilling? I say, grilling? I don't know that one. Mm. Mm. Who you grilling? I said, B, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. I apologize if in any way I insulted you. I thought I knew you. Well, you don't. You're 100% right. I know I'm right. I get it. I know he's trying to find a reason to be angry. Mm -hmm. But I made the mistake. No ego. You right, B. Give it at that. I I don't know. I just came home, thought I knew you. You don't. Okay. Where another man would have been like, I just told you I don't know you. No, I get it. I'm gonna give you two or three passes. I'm 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 still a yeah, nah, a hard head after a while. You look, get two or three passes. I got if you still try it. I give you we, that quiet tone for me. Yeah, not for you. It ain't for you. 
Just trust me. Because after a while, you will catch those heads. You keep pressuring me. Right. But I tried. And I think that's more trying than a lot of us do with our own people. I gave you the effort. You know what I mean? We don't give each other enough effort. No, nah, we don't. We um, don't. That's a big thing. You actually, um, I won't say you taught me that, but you highlight that a lot. Like one of the biggest things I love that you do is when we in the streets, you know what I'm saying? I try to speak to every black person, whether I'm yeah. hiking, whether it's me at the gym, I get the head nod, you know what I'm saying? I try to make sure it's known like, yo, we here. Yep. We don't do that enough. You know, um, one of Rand's dope things he likes to say is, what up, King? Oh, you know my God. I'm it's so a, it, we, we, we are royalty, man. Like, mm-hmm. ain't, ain't no shade to nobody. All my white friends know this, how I speak and how I am. Everything y'all got because of us. That part. Ain't, ain't nothing on here that I haven't said to them, to their face, that's going to go any which way, left or right. You know what I'm saying? I got a white friend that I call my sister. and She know how I am. and She rocks with me as if we was blood. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't change what the facts are. Right. You know what I'm saying? So as men, definitely, we need to learn to be able to acknowledge each other out in the streets without any animosity. You know what I'm saying? Actually, this brother did a little short little clip I did. I think I need to repost it because of what I went through. I literally saw a guy and said, what up, King? He said, what the fuck you say to me? What up, King? And it fucking was like a movie. He was puzzled. He stood there for a second with like, calculating, calculating. Mm. He called me a king. What do I do? What do I do? Like, he was so thrown off. See? And I gave him the second, and I just smiled. And he was like, oh, word. Another brother I said that to, cal- same thing, calculated, while by me, and then screamed my name, and I was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. So I turn around, I'm like, what up? He goes, bro, I ain't never had nobody greet me like that, dead ass. And it threw me back, and he was like, thank you. You just changed my day. And left. Like, it wasn't a long thing, but it was so weird for a black man to tell me I've never... And he was a grown, he was a grown guy like me. So that means that you're in your 30s or 40s and never in your life have you been called a king. And that's just the simple power of a gesture. That's it. Yeah. It's that simple. Yep. Man. Like, you know, um, we're going to get into it in a minute, but I got another book that I'm working on. And part of that on how to learn how to receive love, manifest, and nurture it is the simplicity and the power of a gesture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know how to receive that, because every book you're going to learn about that I'm writing is about me, Mm. but it's relatable for everybody. Um, One of the biggest things I ever had in my life that I'm working on now is how to receive a gesture. Mm. That's big. I, you know, somebody asked me if you know your love language, and one of the things I, I had to learn is as black men, especially, we don't know how to receive love because either we've come from a, a toxic background where PTSD is real in our black community. Mm-hmm. And I say that because the woman I was with for so many years, as successful as it was, even though we separated now, we still are friends because I understood how to be receive her love. And it's different sometimes for everybody. And excuse me, I say that because she wrote something one time that really woke me up. And our whole life as men, especially growing up in a project, we were always told a woman can't check you. Don't let a woman tell you what to do. Yeah. Especially when you think of the narrative that's been taught to us on TV. That anytime a woman asks you where you go, where you go? In every movie, she's screaming in it. 
And the guy walks out and slams the door. So I don't like being questioned. And I'm Jamaican. My dad would tell you that Jamaican men, we don't like being questioned. One day she wrote a Facebook post and she explained about Citizen App. Citizen App, if you don't know, is an app that lets you know about the crime in your community. Mm-hmm. It's a snitch app, honestly. <laughs> um, what'd you call it? Uh, Power bait, ingestion? No, no. Bait test, like baiting, like right, always filming things. Oh. I think he called uh, it some. Uh, oh my God. Oh, anyway, he'll think of it. Yeah. But yeah. It'll hit me. But basically, the app is just so people can film everything other people yeah. are doing. And she explained to me that. Clickbait. Clickbait, clickbaiting. And she explained to me that it builds fear. She was now imagine me being at home and I hear a man with a gun. And everybody who knows me knows me. I'm the gun guy. Can you hear me? I said, yeah. Go down to the show. Sorry, y'all. I'm getting my mic fixed. Can you hear me now? Okay. We good? We good? All right. Yeah. Let's go. You're good until you started. No. Um, but what I was saying is the app lets you know when there's violence in your community. So imagine being a woman, especially a black woman with a black man, and you hear a man with a gun, and you know your man is me, Remy, the gun guy. Mm. And so it's not always about nagging. It's about security sometimes. And she'll tell me, there's times when you're working, I can't go to sleep till you get home. Why? Because you haven't answered your phone. And I work on set, so there's many times I can't make a phone call, but I could have easily made a text. You know what I mean? A thumbs up, something. And as men, we don't think about that because we've been in, in, in programmed in looking at everything that our women want from us as an argument or a fight or a nagging yeah. or a control thing, not a I love you. And my love language is by showing you by wanting to know you got home safe at night. Yeah. And we forget that. But I don't want to be too depressed. And I feel like there's some harmonic music we've been playing. Nah. But you talked about being a writer and you jumped into that. You also said you, you train people. Yeah. A lot of what you do is giving back to other people. Always. Why? That's how I was brought up, man. My grandmother had eight kids, seven of them women. Mm-hmm. My whole life, I was surrounded by nothing but nurturers. I was the only child until I was 12. So when I tell you at every cousin house, at my grandma's house, talking about getting a meal, yeah, I knew I was going to eat. My mom worked three jobs. I can go next door to the neighbor house. I was good. I was always surrounded by somebody that was giving to me. So part of my purpose in life is to nurture and give back. And I've known that for a while, but I can honestly tell you, I ain't really zoned in on it until, psh, what, six years ago? How did that start? Like, what was the, what was the zone-in moment? What made you say, oh, this is what I'm about to do? I got back into mentoring. Copy. I got back into mentoring. Uh, one of my homegirls, it was her kid. Uh, at the time, I say Mason was 10. Yes, because he's 16 now. Yeah, he was 10. And... The two, she has three kids. The two younger ones have the same dad. His dad's not in the picture. Mm. You know, so it was like, you could see the little nuances within him, how he's feeling like left out. I know Mm. that feeling. I never had that feeling 
per se as far as because I didn't give two fucks about my pops. I knew who he was. I knew where he was at. Knew all I had to do was go up the street around the corner to go that nigga. All right, but in his case, you could, I could just when I would talk to him, when I would just just be around him, his energy was different. Mm. So I started taking him out spots, and me, I mean, hiking with me, just making him feel like a kid, making him feel like, oh shoot, there's another man That's that great. actually cares about me. And with that, he opened up and started talking because he wasn't he wouldn't say everything. He, there was a moment where. I went through my own little issue and it kind of, I broke away from him and everybody will get to that. Um, and he went through his own little thing. But once I realized what was going on with myself, I got back to it and helped him get back right. Mm-hmm. Basically the kid had a drug issue from 12 to like 14. And, you know, um, knowing that I give so much life into people, man, without wanting nothing back. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, you know, part of the reason I got into training is, you know, yeah, it was a pickup game of basketball where I tore my ACL, but it, that wasn't it. It was the PT, you know, my PT. Uh, physical therapy. Okay. My physical therapist, she put me in the pool and like, it, it wasn't just the training physically. She she broke down mental stuff to me and made me understand a good more about myself. Yeah, and she was black. Um, See that? And she was like, "Yo, you should really think about doing this." Because I would talk about my stuff, and that's how she was able to get into my mental. She was like, "Yo, you give a lot," and she was like, "You should really think about being a personal trainer." Gave me the freaking. She gave me the whole manual. She guided you in the right direction. Three months later, I got certified while while healing up an ACL. And that goes back to you talking about receiving gestures. Right. Of her gesture mm-hmm. of giving that knowledge. And sometimes we're so self-defeated that we take a, that gesture and step on it. Facts. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? We step on it. And I, look, it wasn't, it wasn't the first time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the first time me saying yes. She had to beat it in my head a little bit. And, 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 and that's okay. Because that's what, in my book, that's yeah. what makes it real. Facts. If you just get up and go, oh, okay, then you're doing it for her, not for you. Exactly. And I had to learn that the hard way because I used to be a people pleaser, big time, which kind of makes me an asshole now because I'd rather not please people to the death of me sometimes. Nah, that doesn't make you an asshole. That means you're starting to learn to value yourself more because I'm part of this next book. Well, actually, I might have to write a whole new book on this because it's going to be like a, a manual. Uh, I'm about to speak about something that a lot of y'all ain't going to understand. Hold on, hold on. If you about to speak on something, we're going to go to commercial. Right. And when we get back, save that thought. I got it. Trust me, it's right. coming. And then we're going to talk is, about that when we come back. That's how I live. What up, y'all? This is The Real Rebel Red, and we're back. And we control the narrative on On The Wake Up Radio. I hate saying that, on On The Wake Up Radio. I should just say On The Wake Up Radio like I used to, but I've been trying to be fancy with it now. Sydney, we love you. We appreciate you. And we're back. With the original. Did you ever tell these people your name? I told them it was Trey, aka Vino, aka Trey Vino. Oh, okay. Well, see, you then we get to say it again. You know, then we do the repeat where we go, did you ever tell them your name? <laughs> <laughs> nah. So my brother's here is not only a trainer, as he told you. Oh, what was you about to say? Look, see, see how you done going through this whole yeah, thing I'm, again. Look, we here. And what I was about to say is it's a new thing I'm working on because I, I live this way. I've been living this way my whole life. Right. And I didn't understand it a lot 
because my mama taught me how to be selfish and stingy, but, and I carried it into my adulthood, but in a manner such that I learned to be selfish while being selfless. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is you can't give to somebody without giving to yourself first. You can't feed into another person if you haven't fed you, because how you going to give out something if you don't eat? And so when I speak about being selfish, it's a way for me to, you know what I'm saying, cleanse and feed myself so I know I'm able to better so nurture others. My father has a book that he wrote, and I never understood it until, like you said, years later. And his statement was, you have to be selfish for your own self-survival. And I thought that was weird because my dad is like a given person. Right. And I'm like, bro, you ain't never been selfish your whole life, so what are you talking about? But I realized that there are times when he's selfish. There's times when he sits in his office just for himself, and that's the time for his own healing. For me now, my I hate to say it, my only real time that I think I really take for myself is I go on a car right now when there's nobody in the car with me. I can't be on my phone. I can't be on Instagram. Even since my situation, separation with my ex, I take more time to just sit down. Like I always was moving. Like when we first mm-hmm. separated, I felt like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. And I started, I spent a gang of money way too fast. And now I've slowed down. I kick brakes. And I was like, wait a minute. Just breathe. Just be okay with sitting in the room by yourself. Like I don't get up if I don't got to get up now. I started training and doing some other things. So it's like, we really do got to find a way to take care of ourselves. You have to. If, and this is the key words, if you want to be, if you choose to want to help others. Yeah, you, you're, you're no value. Bro, look, one of my living testaments right now is to outlive my oldest relative. Ooh. People always say, yo, when I talk about fitness, oh, this is easy for you. You know, if you go look at my family history, everybody got diabetes. Everybody Ooh. got high blood sugar. My grandmother died from cancer. Like, I got another aunt right now dealing with some stuff right now. So it's just like, nah, the history within my family ain't too good. I'm trying to change that narrative. Mm. So it's why right. I live the way I live. Don't get it twisted. Ain't, ain't nothing strict about it. One of my homies, she just put me on blast the other day. I ate like eight Krispy Kreme donuts about two or <laughs> three weeks ago. Don't look, I'm human. But at the same time, I ain't eating bacon every day no more. I ain't eating pork chops no it's more. moderation. It definitely is. Like, you have to live in a, in a manner. For me, like I say, just, and, and I'm, I'm not speaking for everybody. I don't only speak for me. The same way you're going to hear about this book, everything that's written in there is about me. But somebody else can use it. You know I mean, saying? we've talked about it a couple of times, but let's bring it into the limelight. Let's show people what it is. So here it is. It's Finding Vino. Now, is this, this your is first my, book? This is my first book. It's a quote book, um, and there's a lovable backstory on it. Um, and I said, "Black." Got a couple questions before you go, go into ahead. those things. Quick ones, though. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to write? Two years. Two years Ooh. of authenticity. Okay, I'm gonna ask you why, but you said it. Oh, that's why. All oh, this is two, two years of authenticity. Um, did you think you were gonna be a writer ever? Like there was that aspiration as a child. An author? You? No, writer. Yeah. I penned some songs before I was already working on screenwriting, but an author, nah, that wasn't on the list. 
Ooh. I've always I've always been I've been writing since I known better. So me and me and my pen and and how was this received by your family? My family, my sister loves it. Okay. Um, especially now. She's in a older oh, younger sister. Younger. Okay. I'm the oldest. Okay. Um, like I said, it's a 12 year gap between me and my sister. Uh, she just turned 28. We're literally two days apart. Information y'all don't need, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he loves it, so he's going to bring that, that up. Look, she, she's the reason for my existence. That Copy. But she's in a place now where she's able to receive it. Mm. Um, and this book's only a year old. I released this book in the pandemic last year. So I'm sorry, how was that? Or why did you do that? Why didn't you wait like some people do? Here's the thing about that. It wasn't me. That was universal with God, man. Like I had no power over that. The the alignment for everything. Seven ten last year, which is my birthday. Give me y'all more information. Y'all don't need. Was a Friday. Was I always presence. knew that I would release anything that I did on a Friday. It just so happened it was my birthday. Um, everybody was dealing with something in the pandemic, bro. I got phone calls, text messages from friends I hadn't spoke to in a minute that I've met out here that I hadn't spoke to in a minute. And like we reconnected because they brought my book. Mm-hmm. They always follow me. They, you know, they stay up to date on what I'm doing. You know, people back home that I, I I'm like, man, I I swear, I've been out here 10 years. I ain't talked to none of these people. But to find out that not only did they purchase my book, they they knew about because I, w- I would post some of these quotes on my IG. And I never really dove deep into what they were. And then I sat one day and I was like, let me figure this out. Let me see what, because I have dates for everything. It's a journal. It's literally a journal of quotes. And I have the date for every one of them that I wrote. And each day was something different of how I was feeling. Mm. You know? Um, so it's very transparent, this book. Very. To you, so. Oh, yeah. It, it, how um, was that writing something so transparent? Freeing. Okay. Very freeing. Okay. Like because that. I came out of a, a bad space. I came out of a bad space. Man, I wrote this book while living out of my car. Wow. Yeah. I spent 2019 living out of my car. Shouts out to Keisha. That's the name of my car. Again, more information y'all don't even need to know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Quote at the quote. I would post up at the Starbucks. Go in there and write where there was a quote a day. I work on a new screenplay or I would write something for you. I was posted up. Nobody knew it. I didn't even know that. It was just, and it wasn't, the thing about it is because there's only two of my other friends I know. Like Leslie just found out just mm-hmm. recently. Um, but it wasn't, that wasn't part of your story to know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was, that and was you for had me to, to, to give some background. Mm-hmm. Me and him talked almost every day. Like yeah. at the time that he's talking about, and it, and now I'm sitting back now remembering how many FaceTimes were him in his car. Mm-hmm. But he does so much. Like I told you, he's more Jamaican than me. That I always just assumed he was on the way to a job, coming from a job, mm-hmm. doing something with somebody. So I never put two and two together. But that's okay. Yeah, man. Like uh, I made it work. You know, the book was that was 2019. That I um, slept out of my car and I fabricated this big ass lie for all my friends so they wouldn't be concerned a word because well, I knew that. 
and I knew it was a journey for me to go through. Ooh. Like the man I came out here, and I'm not. I'm about to say something to y'all that a lot of y'all ain't gonna like, but I'm gonna keep it a keep it a buck with you. California didn't break me. I broke myself. That's accountability. L.A. LA ain't ain't for everybody. I knew the day I came out here 13 years ago to visit that this was home for me. So it wasn't L.A. that broke me. It was myself. It was stuff that I was doing, getting out of things that I made as a statement in my life that I wouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? I got out of pocket with me. And me getting out of pocket with me, karma came slapping me in my face. It kept slapping me in my face. And by the time them slaps stopped, I was down on the ground. Mm. I mean, that's a lot of uh, hard accountability because I, I can say the same thing. I let myself get lost and it's hard to be out here. There's so many, so many people come out here to, I, I, I have a saying that it's amazing how people come out here to become actors and they still turn themselves into assholes. Mm-hmm. Like you have a choice, an mm-hmm. opportunity to become whatever the fuck you want yep. and you chose to be a dick. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's, and that's some accountability to say I chose that, you know, it's also your village. Sometimes you can meet the wrong people. And I will say this as a, somebody who is an implant. 90% of the times I hear people talk about how California people can't be trusted. That's not true. Nope. Excuse me. People from LA, people from California are good people. It's the implants, the, the phony people that come out here with a different image of who they want people to believe. Max. That it's hard to keep up if that's not who you are. You know what I mean? I got guys who will tell me, I ain't never lost a fight. Well, then, bitch, you wasn't fighting. <laughs> Big facts. You wasn't fighting because you're fighting. not beating everybody. Nope. I just watched a video the other day of Mayweather crying because he lost his fight. This is when he was dumb he was young. Yeah, when he was a kid. You know what I'm saying? But let them tell it he's never lost a fight. Mm-hmm. No, he's lost. He's definitely lost. Professionally, no. In life, yes, that Negro. But that's the point I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, yeah, people will take a section because they come to California to become successful. I always been the man. No, you was a hard back home, and if you had stayed back home, you'd have never made past your plateau. Facts. Because it was everybody was. It's like prime example. I had a kid who I used to be around, and it was weird because we saw each other in a whole other city. And back home, this little nigga was nothing. <laughs> And Baton Rouge ended up coming out to Baton Rouge and becoming something. So I see this kid, and he acting all brand new, treating people like shit. Now, I used to be a real asshole, because I'm like, I know you. Right. And I was like, why don't you chill, B? He was like, oh, so you think because you know you at home, you can talk to me like that? I was like, my nigga, don't do it. (laughs) Don't you just love them? You know what I'm saying? And I had to humble him and show everybody who he really was. And it was a sad reality because he couldn't keep with the lie. Right. He couldn't after he was called out. So it's like, why lie? Why go into something that becomes so stressful that you become, that it breaks you? That's it. It it, it taps into your ego. That it breaks you, Mm -hmm. like he said. And it's your fault. Nobody else's. Um, When you come back, because I want to run, a, run another commercial. Right. I want you to read us something, if you don't mind. No problem. Give us a little insight to your mind. You've told us how long you're doing. You told, wait, hold on. Before we go to commercial, real quick. What did your mom think about this, if you don't mind me asking? You said your sister. My mom's, this wasn't for her. She loved that I wrote a book. You know what I'm saying? Mom's just going to be happy. Just 
man, look at it. I I do a commercial tomorrow. My mama gonna think the world right. just just on fire, and I'm supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she she understands the process. She knows. Just hold on a little longer. Mm-hmm. She ain't gonna be working anymore. You know what I'm saying? So she was happy. Um, but we'll come back and talk about some other stuff. Okay. Later. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to commercial. <laughs> Oh, we're just doing some science. We're getting it better. I don't know if you've been watching long enough. We're getting these commercial breaks and coming back together. Kier's back. They're killing the game. So I just want to thank him. Come on, give us this, give us the 96 voice again. 96 voice. I don't even know what to say, bro. You just tell me to come up on here. I'm over here trying to figure out the back. I'm over here. I'm working. I'm still working behind the scenes, guys. And it's just like he's watching me look in the cam and in, into the computer, looking at what I'm supposed to be figuring out. Now he's like, "Yo, talk." Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, cool. This is me talking. He's literally putting the man on the spot. And the man gave me the '96 voice. Do not deny it. That's the part. If you. Well, he we, do got that key switch. Right, thank you. He do. Quiet storm. Y'all remember the quiet storm? This guy is the quiet storm. Yo, word of my mother, I was that guy. I used to get my friends with voice like that. We read his phone. He's not here right now. Please oh, leave a man. message. Your dreams will be satisfied. You probably be on him. Hey, yo, man, we're not, we not one of your chicks, bro. Change your, change your voicemail up. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> but I also told him, stop calling me. Nigga, we live across the street from each other. Big Just come across the street. Stop calling my phone. It's for the women. I don't pay my bill to talk to y'all. <laughs> it, the, 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 my conversation when I was younger with my guy friends is when, where, and how long will you take to get there? Big facts. All right. That, that. That's all we have to talk about. I'm not sitting on the phone with you. Hey, bro, you know, that, that, that basketball game we played. No, that's not what we do. That's not what we do. Anyway, back to this book. Oh, like, you were about to say something for the break. Holla um, at your boy. Nah, we were talking about my mom and how she liked the book. But I was just gonna say, like, I got these next two books, because one's an erotic poetry book. Oh, you about to get freaky? Yeah, but it's it's you know, here's the thing, man. And it's a slide to that real quick. People need to get more comfortable with their sexuality. They do. Um hold on. I will say this, and I'm just not to play the devil's advocate. I have no problem people getting comfortable with sexuality. Right. I just don't think it's all of our information. No, see, that, but that's 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 not what I'm I'm putting out there, and that's what oh, I'm saying. Okay. And now you ain't gotta be out here flaunting it in front of everybody. No, we ain't I saying toes. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? But like, stop being that person, men and women. Yeah. You know who you are without me having to say it. You get my book, you're gonna wish you wasn't that person. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? What happened? So we got a couple comments up here. Okay. World famous gun show says, I am in this piece. We miss you, bro. What's happening, bro? No one's talked about fucking yet because you're not here. Oh my gosh. He says, be more clear and please explain. He's talking about the erotic book. Oh, if you want me to be more clear and explain about the book, I'm in there. Like, I'm, I'm talking raunchy, raw, and to the point. Are you talking about how to make love? Or are you saying it's a story about fucking? It's a story about passion and how to entice not only the physical but the mental side of, of sex. Oh, so let's be clear because it's the world famous gun show. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between passion and fucking, you're saying. Big facts. Well, I mean, explain. Bruh, like fucking, you can just go find somebody and get off. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to passion, you first off, you got to have some kind of connection mm-hmm. outside of the physical. 
Because that mental side, when you lock in with somebody, I've literally, I'll break it down to you like this. I had a woman tell me um, that she hasn't come with another guy since me. This ain't no gas and no shit. She literally just told me some shit like this. Or back to what we were talking about, the kids would say, no capping. None at all. <laughs> I just wanted just, to say that. She literally <laughs> just told me this three days ago. She's one of my homies now, but she hit me off. was like, yo, like, it ain't the same not being able to tap in with somebody mentally as it is physically. You know, when it comes to passion, women, and I'm speaking on the side from, and I'm getting this from other women. This ain't a, on some nigga shit talking. I'm giving you free game of what women have told me. They're not going to lock in with you on some, all right, we fucking cool. Unless she just, that woman that gets off on penetration. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm going to say this too. Because it is women like that. But you give a woman, but it's still harder for them. Even for penetration, a lot of women still need more than just that yeah. to get off. And I say that because even at a part in my relationship, right. when things started getting a little rocky, she, when we communicated, she explained to me that I don't want you just to jump on me. Like a lot of people forget in their relationships after being with each other for so long, and this is men and women, that you still got to keep the passion, mm-hmm. that connection. Foreplay. Foreplay is a big thing. I, one thing that she'll tell you that we I used to be good at with her, and I know it used to get her right, was I'd get real close to her face and just look at her. Mm-hmm. I don't have to touch you. I tell that to women, and I tell that to men, too. If you really want to know if you have a connection with a woman, go dancing with her. Yep. That's if fact. you can dance and can look, at each other, look at each other and not have to grind on each other, then it shows you have a connection when your bodies can move and it's like a flow with each other. And you know that just watching her and her watching you, the whole world is like, it's a movie. It's like a blur and it's just y'all. A lot of people are afraid to find out that they don't have that connection with the person there. They found out in the pandemic. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the pandemic. Ah, Here's one for the world famous gun show that he can understand and relate to. You treat women like an old school car, bro. You got to warm them up. To get to their destination, right? Especially if you got a elder, a women who are a little fine wine. You know what I'm saying? You know these young girls. You know they don't know their sexuality yet. But if you even do it with them, the problem you're gonna have is they're gonna get caught up and be stuck on you. No, that's true. That is true. But you do it with them. I'm telling you, because you're gonna be the one that did something for them. They ain't they ain't experienced ever with none of the young boys. That's why I stay away from young girls. You know what I'm saying, and she's gonna be stuck on you for a hot minute. And I ain't got time for stalking. Read us a quote. Let's get a quote right, in. Let's, 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 see, this is what I like to do. I like to do this every now and again. Just pop it open, boom. So here's one of the quotes that I wrote on April 6, 2019. It says, stop waiting for them to miss you when you're gone. Do something that they remember for you. Remember you now. Okay. So that they remember you now. Stop waiting for them to miss you when you're gone. Mm-hmm. Do something so that they remember you now. Now, what I meant by that was... And well, no, don't tell us. What'd okay. you write? I'm about to give you. I'm about to read Oh, it. I thought you were going to tell us. It. Yeah. I, one of the reasons I love this mm-hmm. is because you'll read books with quotes and you'll say, what the fuck did that mean? Right. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And it's cool sometimes. It is. It is but cool sometimes I it. want this. Guidance. Read. And that's why... I, and so what I meant, what I wrote was, why wait? 
is the question I had to ask myself one day. My answer to that, I want to be able to absorb whatever impactful praise that is coming my way, which means that I have to continue to push myself towards the greatness that's already anointed over my life. And why I love that, there's a, a guy who says, um, it's a, it's a, uh, I think it's a mu- Muslim guy, but he was like, everybody keeps talking about heaven is great when you die. He goes, and then what are you waiting for? If you think heaven is so great when you die, then why the fuck are you walking on this earth trying to stay alive for so long? Because nobody truly believes that. At the end of the day, live in the present. Yeah. Live in the present. I'm not telling, I'm not here to discredit nobody's beliefs. None. I'm not saying heaven is not there or is there. I'm saying we all know that we want our heaven here. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not, it's part of being selfish. We yep. want to be happy here. We don't want to have to wait till we're friggin' dead to finally be happy. And you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. Like, a lot of us spent so many years trying to, I don't even want to say trying to do that, because so, I was about to say trying to obtain what heaven's supposed to look like. Now, we spent them years head down, working, grinding. Right. And you missing all this good shit passing you by. I will say this, and I'm not a big person in a lot of the anime shows, because I get tired of them turning black people into animals. <laughs> but do it all the time. Soul was a very good movie for that. Yeah. So we talked Disney about Disney got that. it right. Yeah. Soul was a very good movie mm-hmm. as a reminder to look around you that, you know, and I hate to say it, and I, you know, I've been talking about it a lot, but you don't know what you have until it's gone. And I realized that even with my relationship, yeah. you know, and it's a hard thing to admit, I guess, for a lot of people, but yeah. they're not living their best life. It is. They'll find excuses, I feel like. But, and... That doesn't mean monetarily. That doesn't mean you got to have everything that's petty that you want. Right. You know what I'm saying, right. yo, I'm probably in the happiest place in my life right now. Same. And more insight for y'all information. I don't need to fucking know. But I'm practicing celibacy again. I practiced celibacy three different times. Who you a good one. Each one of them times. I've done 18 months, 16 months, and the last time was 14. But each one of those times had come off something, whether it was a relationship, hell, I got out of prison from one. And I was like, all right, let me just stay, stay low key. But it's the first time I'm doing it while I'm happy. Ooh, oh. So I'm, I'm interested in the seeing what's going to come out in my journal from this. You know what I'm saying? Probably the joyous I've been in a hot minute, man. And I'm not letting that moment go past me every day, each moment, each hour. I'm trying to absorb that shit. I will say this because I know I, I'm hearing that my inner world f- famous gun show is saying, are you practicing selfishness because ain't nobody trying to give you the pussy? Or are you really doing it because you want to be happy? All right. So let me kick some real ego shit real quick. Look at me. <laughs> it's so funny that you said my inner world, world famous gun show. Because World famous gun show said Remy did like six years of celibacy, I believe. I say six years. <laughs> Why you call D's on it, B? It was two years of celibacy. Hey, and I did it once. This it's black man said he did it three separate times. I don't know if I could do it again. And strangely enough, I just thought about it. They're all like literally almost like five, six years apart. Yeah. We got another one from, from World Famous. He said, Does celibacy mean no jacking off? No masturbation. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, because if oh, you do, yeah. if you do 
masturbation, you're just practicing abstinence. You know what I'm saying? Celibacy allows you to tap into the more spiritual and soulful side of yourself. You know, and to do that now with this joy in me, I really want to see what other level I'm about to get to. Because there's a lot of shit that's about to come my way, and I know God preparing me for it. So to rock see, out. I know I'm not ready moment, for that right now. Not the full celibacy. I've done it, but right now I couldn't do it because I'm a little, I know inside I'm a little angry. And I and if if I can't get that release. I probably snap somebody neck or look, man, smoking too much. Weed. You just need to come on to this park, get this workout. Why does see? You know okay, I got boxing on. gloves and everything. I'm losing weight, and I I'm, I, I, I have no problem working out. Mm-hmm. But working out doesn't only going to make me even more frustrated because <laughs> I'm going to take the shit you taught me, not bust a nut and go want to hit somebody. I'm gonna now give you, I know how to fight. I'm gonna give you look. <laughs> no, I'm from the Bronx. We talked about this earlier. We did. I fought when I grew up, so I've lost fights. The only oh, way you know you good. Remember The Rock? Uh, and Inside Guy? Yeah. He goes, 200 fights. That's what it took. 200 fights before I really considered myself. A, was it a bad guy or a knockout guy? Something a like knockout that. Knockout king. Yeah. Knockout like, specialist. And we grew up thinking like that. I had to fight before I could say I could fight. Big fact. So the minute I start practicing boxing, I'm going to want to hit somebody. Right. So I no, it. I'd rather bust I some nuts it. and go to commercial. That's what we're about to do. We're about to do. I want you to stay. I got my homeboy Cleve Report. For sure. A good OG. You know, one of the reasons why I had you on today and why I was very happy about having you on right. is because people forget how real PTSD is in our community. Yeah. And when you talk about it, they think it's got to be something depressive. And I didn't. To me, I thought today was good because it talks about brotherhood. Mm-hmm. It talks about supporting black people because you are a black writer. I have your book. The picture on your book you allowed us to take for you. Yeah, they did this cover. You know, it, it symbolizes a lot, but and it's a circle of of our community, and and, and this is our therapy. Mm-hmm. And we talk about what many times black men don't talk about their feelings, and that's one of the things that I want to thank you for. And this is one thing I tell people: you need to do when we talk about heaven and getting to heaven later. Look a black man in the face and say thank you, because your book helped out a lot. I appreciate Me it. Me and Curry read it, and at first she didn't 100% get it, but then as my daughter is getting older and becoming into a womanhood and being my child, right? there's a lot of times when her mind and things that are happening in the world are real are over her head and understanding. Mm-hmm. And she read the book, and she was like, oh, I remember your friend's book said this. Oh, she calls you um the black bad guy from uh, Black Lightning. She says you look like him. Uh, what's his name? I forgot. Ooh. The black bad guy, the it's... one who keeps getting shot and comes back to life. Oh, he's talking about the homie. Yeah, she says you. <laughs> she goes, Daddy, your friend show. who looks like him. I was like, he's show. a great actor. Yeah. I fucking love him. Um, but no, so that's why, like, and just even that banter, just talking. Yeah. I think I wish brothers would do that more without it having to be about sex, drugs, a partying. Facts. Like, be willing to be vulnerable if you call these people your brothers, but. I tell brothers this, and this is a funny thing. You you won't do it, and you'll tell me to my face because them niggas ain't really there for me. Then why are they there with you? If they're not really there for you, why are they there with, with you? you? Yeah. Why are you continuously allowing these people to be around you? And that's another reason. So my big brother is Cleveland Port. He's gonna come on, and you know, a lot of it's just to have different levels of brothers talk. You know, and he's another brother that keeps me accountable, and you know. He sees a lot of things in the industry and he allows me to like combat with him. Right. You know, and 
he'll tell me, I don't give a fuck what you say, you're wrong. And I love that because it's not always about winning That's how an it argument. Should be, though. <laughs> right. Excuse me. It's not always about winning an argument. <clears throat> it's about having the conversation because you don't know what you're going to help me for for the next person. Go ahead before we go to commercial. Yeah, um, they just want a uh, world famous gun show is asking for the name of your book. Just tell it for the people one more time. It's called Finding Vino. Um, you can plug it. You can find it on Trey Vino. That's the name spell right there. Capital T R. Let me get my Vanna White on. I N O D Scott.com. I got my own page for my book. You'll be able to find the upcoming books on there as well. And there'll be some other stuff coming. This one is for the world famous gun show because we always, ha. and I don't care what the fuck y'all say. This about to be I good. know some of the shit he say y'all That's be not. talking shit about because I be talking about shit about it. But he'll say this and he'll agree with this. Shit is stupid until it's genius. Big facts. We'll explain that one to the people. Or do you want to talk so, about it? Nah, I'll not? talk about it because uh, he read that one off. My homeboy, Daryl, who's a dope writer. And shouts out to him. He just got booked on. He's one of the writers on the new reboot of the game. Um, blessings to him. But we were hiking one day. And I was just throwing out stuff to him. And I was like, man, that shit sounds stupid as hell. He's like, man, shit. Like my cousin say, that shit's stupid until it's genius. And I sat with it. I was like, nigga. And what I, what I got from the quote is, you know, this quote was said to me. I literally just went over all that. And then, I, like I said, I went one day and I looked up. And someone else had brought to life what you had deemed not worthy. That part. My dad used to say that. Like, I'm like, I, I refuse. Because I got that from my writing class. Like, one of my writing coaches, he would tell me, he's like, yo, write every damn thing. He's like, because one way or the other, you're going to probably end up writing something somebody's going to write. He's like, but be the first to get to it. That part. And like, do it. Because if you're the last one. Ain't nobody steal your idea. Out. You just didn't do it. Yeah, that's it. They completed it. They went to the extra mile. You, I, I thought of some great of uber and lyft before uber and lyft and i got actual proof i wrote up the plan everything i never executed it see i was too busy partying and drinking we ain't even supposed to be sitting here really right we damn it dead ass but i also believe everything happened for a reason, reason I, don't think that was, I don't think it was my time at the time because technology wasn't up to where it is right now for uber and lyft but i'm making excuses because i still didn't try right anyway let's go to commercial when we come back the cleveland report will be here we'll still be here we're going to get some more quotes out of this book. And yo, this is how we fix our mental helmet. Let's go. Yeah. Huh? Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, you can live in the world. Everybody looking the same. But sporting them cookie cutter carbon copies is lame. Get your own work and your shirt. Change the game. Masterful printing, dog. You know the name. Hit us up. Come get a quote. Have a look. See anything you need. Masterful got the goodies. T-shirts, sweatshirts, zip-ups, hoodies. Long time that in the biz. We ain't rookies. Make a statement when you step in. Look impression. A crisp button down with your logo on your chest. What you see is what you get. What you getting is the best. We them stand up news, hands down, nothing less. A techniques the nicest. Can't beat our prices. Facebook, Instagram, followers, like us. Full color suit, screen or white or black. Master full got you covered like a shirt on your back. How you doing, brother? Good. Things are well. Can't complain. How's your day going? Good. Good. Day's almost over. Boy's book. Did you have anything you want to say on it? Uh, I'm blown away, man. I'm impressed. I'm always 
excited when we take the initiative to get our thoughts on paper. Um, uh, I live with an author myself, um, and I encourage her all the time, write, 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 write. Those, yeah. who, those who are blessed to be writers should definitely bless others with their thoughts. I mean, so then, congratulations, young man. You uh, very impressive. I'm gonna have to get the link. Message with us. I'm repeat that. I couldn't hear you. Can you ask her if she would want to come on the show to share her message with us? Oh, yeah, we can set that up. I'm supposed to be uh setting some up uh on the hour as well. Um, but we just got off like almost like a world tour, man. We we were in uh three different cities um, in two different states. <laughs> That's beautiful. What were you guys doing? Uh, we had an opportunity. There was a, um, a documentary made about the election, the first one with Trump and Hillary. I was part of a documentary, and there was a fundraiser going on to uh, try to get the rest of the funding for the documentary. So I was in Boston, and then uh, we did some ministry work in D.C., and then here in our own town, we had uh, uh, a vendor event um, and my wife uh, taught the second day. She taught a little lesson on hair care. So we've been super busy. Man, ask her if she can get my hair right. <laughs> she she don't she don't have a magic wand, bro. Black women, they work miracles. <laughs> I mean, hey, you ain't seen the new videos? My man has like a bald spot on his head. Walks into the barber and comes out with a clean face. I know. I know. Yeah, that's the man. The man wig. What I'm about to say, but I like the lies from women. Man, we're not allowed to lie like that. Yes, we are. Actually, we are. No. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you why. Because, look, man, women can do it. We can do it. We have to have a certain confidence about ourselves. We can go through that same right, thing. So, so if, let's go. If, let's if, go then. Men lie too much as it is, if you ask me. But we ain't talking about that. Okay? We're talking about a look. Okay? We're talking about a look to boost this man's confidence for him to be. I thought, that's why Jordan made the ball good. So if your hair don't okay, was for the 90s. You got all these cats out here. Well, it's not just hair. They got fake chest, fake abs now. That, that's extra. The hair I'm good with. But all that other stuff. Into your body. Roland, you trying to get some abs? Listen, uh, brother, I feel you, but no. It it don't it don't work that way. Uh, oh, uh, nah. Nah. <laughs> you too old school for that, right? Right, right. The thing about the, the thing about being a man, and listen. And I get out the super workout dudes and all of that and all cut up and all that. But even that's too much, man. That's that's dipping into vanity. If you so concerned about your looks that you're willing to go out and, and get uh, a hair piece, there, there's a problem with that. You know what I mean? Get you a haircut, trim your beard up, look well groomed. But all of that extra, man, that's not that's not for men. That's for women. And that, we're, and not, too, we're, not think- pe- we're not peacocks. We're not peacocks. That's that even even in the pimp days. Keep this in mind. I'm a, I'm gonna hit you to something, right? Even in the pimp days, you think that that's gangster because you controlling a woman and you dressing up, but that's actually very effeminate. That's that's a peacock style. That's why they wore the loud suits and they dress themselves up to try to attract more women. That's not what we do. That's not what a real man does. I can receive that. See? That's why you got to have this circle. Go ahead. World famous gun show says they do the man weave there in Dallas, Texas. 
man weave? That's what you were talking about. I actually, I actually personally know the millionaire barber who actually made the man we famous. I actually bought his class. <laughs> it's a black dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I promoted that. I'm, 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 I'm switching up. Well, I'm Switch. not saying, I'm not saying he invented it, but I'm saying he, he had a system that yeah. he made, he made a lot of money off of it. He caked out, yeah. Uh, I, world famous says I do agree with the big brother. He is well educated in the world of game. Love it. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a you know what? And I I think social media has done a damage to especially our people because we have gotten away from what's inside somebody, right? And we think that the outside is really them. One thing that Cleve Report talks about is how we celebrate these artists. And I saw somebody say something that was real the other day. He was like, relationships are failing because we believe that women are here as just their body and men are here for just their money. Mm. So there's no more partnership. There's no connecting. There's no, and not for everybody, right? but it's fed to our children enough that, and I hate to say this, don't see people wake up till in the 30s and 40s when it may be too late. And I said that for men and women. That's the a man has three, four kids. Yeah. Or she got three, four kids on body on you know, or that now for both sexes, the shit that they've added to their bodies is starting to droop because it was never real. Yeah, now that's fact. You know, we've really taken away from self-help help. Because I, I got no rebuttal for that. But you look at it that way, I see it. Whereas people need to make control in their parenting of their kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's one of the sources. Yeah, we're spoon fed everything from social media to streaming to everything on te television. But you have to be able to put that in your kid to make them know off top yo, that's fantasy. What's going on in this house is the reality. I don't think we don't talk enough. I think everybody's on their phone. Facts. Let me say something to you. Why I love this book, I, as you just watch me do it, boom, and the quote sits especially for what we're doing right now. Self-doubt is the kryptonite for all great and creative thinkers. <laughs> you know, and self-doubt is what makes you yeah. think you got to fit and look like these other people. Facts. Quick joke, though, to talk about self-doubt. I, I literally did the high school thing. I started reading it first, just so in case I read it out, so I wanted to make sure I could read it properly. Y'all know y'all did that when y'all was in school. Like, okay. She, she Do that now. <laughs> By the oh time she gets to me, I'll be reading it first. Mine. As a creative myself, there's really no room for self. Okay, I'm good when you... Remy, are you ready to read? Yes! Okay. <laughs> I literally just try to break it down. Oh, man. But self-doubt. And that's why I tell people... People may ask, what's the difference, Remy, between social media and reading a book? Is that somebody's not always there to tell you what to think. Yeah. And sometimes you get the joy, like I just did, when you can do this with a book and the, and the page you, you land on mm -hmm. speaks to you at that moment. Social media is not like that. Social media is there to brainwash you, yeah, ask to them. train you. A quick way to ask them is, 
how quickly can you put that book down as opposed to your phone? Right. You could do that, but that phone's still attached to your hand. Yep. You probably got the book and the phone in the same hand. Oh, yeah. And you put the book down, the phone's still stuck right there. Because you just tell like me that. this. Like, like, my phone can read my book for me. Your what? It's big facts. Yeah. He said, my phone can read my book. And they me. have it so it can transcribe. So yeah. I asked him, why? <laughs> and he had no answer for me. What do you mean, why? Why? Yeah. I was yeah. like, do you, do you not know how to read? He was like, there's, I know there's a legitimate answer. There's a legitimate answer for that, though. It's the same reason why we do text to speech. Sometimes um, people's reading comprehension isn't as good, so they need they need to hear it as opposed to read it. But did you see how you were able to break that down? He couldn't break it down. He couldn't break that down. Right. And, and, and that, that's on autopilot now, to the point we don't realize it may not be necessary. But okay, so now I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire on that. We can't press him so much on that because he probably doesn't even know that yet. No, and I get that. I get that. I didn't pressure him. I just yeah. asked him why. I wanted him to think. Right. You understand? Yeah. My daddy always told me, if you can't explain your actions, then why the fuck are you, you doing, doing it? Yeah. You and, and your boy. He probably wasn't, and he probably wasn't prepared. And he probably wasn't prepared to admit that his, his reading isn't as good as he would like you to think it is. That's, so that's, that's why a- he was defensive and said... Um, I can read, yeah, but do you comprehend what you read? Ooh, big, exactly. big. And that's a, that's a real thing. That's bad. and that's. I think I heard you mention. I'm not. I'm a better reader than I am writer. I write shit. I don't know the English language probably the way I probably should. Um, I know that I failed in English because English teacher was big on football and not big on my education. You know what I mean? She cared could I play Friday's game. That was it. All right, then. You know what I mean? So the gifts and curses of living in the South. Um, but one thing I will ask, uh, Roland, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, Kier, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. So to my black, I know you're here. You sit next to me. You sure? I, I'm sure. All right, just, All right, just make sure. Yo, 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 it's the real Rebby Red. We're back. We got Trey. We got Cleve. We got Kier. We're here about to get into some real personal questions I want to ask. Like I told you, this is my therapy and I've been seeing a lot, and I want to ask these brothers a question. A lot of you guys have seen the interactions with these Karens, right? Right. Roland, you still there? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm here. So, and I want to be honest. I want y'all to be honest. Do white women scare you with the power that we know they have? Because I've seen a lot of videos where you see white men very... Black men very allowing of this rage they have. They just had a video of a black man who was accused of something. Like the fact that no matter what we're guilty by for our our complexion, before you find out if we did a crime already. Mm -hmm. We see what happened to the lady at Victoria's Secret. Mm -hmm. As black men, does Karen scare you? Um, I don't think that's the right word. I don't think I'm afraid of them. I think I'm traumatized by what they can do. Okay, I you like I mean? that. Like you, like we were talking about PTSD. So I very, very often find myself leaving 
or forcibly showing an open body to bring down my threat level. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. I'm constantly looking goofy out in public when I'm by myself. Like I'll skip when I'm by myself to make myself look less threatening. So I feel that that or to white men or to just white people. Just in general, if I feel that I'm being watched or answer a real question. Yeah, yeah. I'll be real with you for me. White men don't scare me at all. Right? But white women, like you just said, make me think twice before I do something. You know, because I've been in enough situations where I've been lied on. You know what I'm saying? White women, my, my, white men, I'm going to knock you out. I'll take that charge because I know there's not a lynch mob even from my own people if I get into something with a white woman, like if I get into some of the white women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't hit women, period. So it's hard for me to know how to properly address a situation that could cost me my life. World Famous Gun Show says, white women scare me now. I used to want to bone one, but not anymore. And frankly, I'm scared of non-black women and their lies. I, thank you. We, we, we knew the sex had to be added into this, but at least we got the answer we were looking for. Um, for myself, you know, I kind of take Kier's point. I'm not fearful or scared of white women. Um, and I'm, I'm honestly not really traumatized either. I'm just cognizant of how I move. But do you see how you said how you move and not how they move? But listen to what I'm about to say, though. You're not wrong in which, what you just pointed out. I say that in the sense of, like I stated earlier, I have a white best friend who I call my sister. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't put myself, I grew up in the South, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've been in in situations where we, as a basketball team, you know what I'm saying, we boycotted playing hoops because they was going to fire the black coach because a white kid got hazed. That's part of freshman stuff we did. Right. You know what I'm saying? And because the the kid was a white coach's son, they felt pressed about it. You know, like, you're not going to, anybody white. Female, male, Caucasian, whatever you want to call them. I don't get out, out the box about them. I, I do move in a certain manner when I'm in certain places. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm in LA. I'm going to move how I want to move. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to catch me in Mobile acting a kind of different way. You know what I'm saying? Because I know certain spots in Mobile I shouldn't be. You can catch me. So you're saying yours is not white women, it's just white people? It's white people. Okay. That's it. What about you, Cleve? No, I don't particularly get in a fuss about Karens. They don't bother me at all. At all. So you you don't you don't you don't have any apprehensions if a Karen comes and starts accusing you of something. You're just like, oh, it's cool. It's like nothing. It's another day. No, no. I'm saying I've I've never been in that situation. But um, as far as being accused of something, but you know, it you can be accused by anybody. So they don't overly. Um, worry me like I the way I'm moving around the earth. I don't say, oh, I might get accused of something, and I'm afraid of a of, of a white woman, so to speak, because I understand what their power is. 
I don't I don't carry myself that way. I mean, I address every situation as it comes. And I mean, I'm not blind to what I see um, on social media, um, but I'm going to just keep it hunted with y'all. Um, and this is an answer a lot of black people really don't want to address. And I honestly feel like a lot of that energy we bring on ourselves. And I, I, I don't want to be the guy who blames the victim or anything like that. But I just feel like we get into these, we engage in these situations that elevate that. Now, don't get me wrong. The young man who got um, the, the, the child who got accused of stealing a telephone, that's, mm -hmm. to me, that's a perfect example of how you handle it. The father handled that perfectly. Now that woman's in trouble. That's how you handle those situations. As far as the woman in the Victoria's Secrets, I see why she was upset because the police didn't act the way, or the one cop didn't act the way she wanted them to act, but because she kept her cool and she knew how to handle it, the other cop came correct, said, hey, here's the email address, send me that footage, so on and so forth, and I'm willing to bet that young lady's gonna be addressed. That's how you hit them. You hit them with the power. And where I normally move at, I'm just not, I'm just not some hood dude on the block. I don't have things that I'm afraid to deal with the police. You know what I mean? Like I know how to handle myself and I got power. I'll give you a perfect example. We had a, like I told you about the, the Women's Day um, event this week and it was a two day event. We actually met the, the black woman who, who um, gave the event. She was being disrespected in the whole event. You know what I mean? Like leading up, the, tick, the ticket sales, just the whole experience was terrible. She shared that with us on Saturday. I told her, I said, listen, if you want me to speak on your behalf, I'm not saying I'm somebody, but I know people who know people. I made two phone calls. I sent out an email to the, to the um, convention center uh, board and that those people are being dealt with. That's how you hit, that's how you hit white folk. You hit them with other white folk that got more power than them. So you can trip out if you want. You can point the figure. I know I didn't do nothing. Everything in my, I got, I got receipts in my pocket. Everything I, I got is paid for. The firearm I'm carrying is legal. It's, you know what I'm saying? I got a permit. I got my ID on me. I don't got no felonies. I don't got no tickets. The car that I'm driving is legit. You get what I'm saying? So when you roll like that, you walk with a certain confidence. But I am, like I said, I am cognizant of the problems that they do give other black people. And like I said, I'm not taking nothing away from that. But the question was directed to me specifically. No, nah, they don't bother me at all because I hit them where it hurt. I'm going to I'm going to say this to play devil's advocate, as I always do, because, you know, my my perception is different. I don't blame our people. Um for being angry, for being lied on and cheated on. Um, I think it's kind of a wishy-wash thing to hear black people say that. And the black people I hear say that usually are the same ones who say, I can't believe this happened to me when it finally does happen to them. You, we, we, a lot of black people like to play a higher level, like they're better than other people by trying to tell somebody how to react in, in the face of disrespect. And you don't, and like you just said, never happened to you. So you have, you're coming from a perception of, I'm going to keep my cool and I'm going to be 100% great because I know what kind of black person I am. 
I've been in it multiple times on different levels because, like I said with the, earlier with the homeboy, mm-hmm. people can tell me they've won every fight until you go through it. Right. And if you ain't fighting, you can't say that. You know what I mean? And that's how I look at it. I look at it as, yeah, maybe at the age you are, you don't have that fight in you or you ain't been in that type of fight. But this is a different time than when we were kids. When I was a kid, I, yeah, I do wish sometimes our black people were prepared. But I think that we don't get prepared because we like to sell this lie like it won't happen to me. I'm not that type of black person. I have my shit together. No, 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 no. no. That's not. But that's not what I said, bro. Huh? But that's not what I said, bro. And I'm not saying I haven't had. And I'm not saying I had. I have these things together. So I walk with a confidence. But hold on, Roland. I got you. I think I know where you're about to go. I'll let you speak it. Um. But what you missed is, it's the energy you're putting out there. And again, I didn't miss that because you assume that it's your, it's, but then that goes back to victim blaming. Mm-hmm. If I can walk down the street, I am a licensed gun owner. Right. I have all my shit together, more than most people do. Facts. And still get blamed for doing something I didn't do. You understand? Mm-hmm. I, I speak very well now. So even if I look at you and I say to you, ma'am, you know you're incorrect about what you're doing. I have a video of a guy who was at Walmart. Mm. He spoke correctly. Right. He's a business owner on all accords. He is the man Roland is speaking about. On all accords of what Roland said, he is the man Roland speaking about. And she antagonized him and she followed him and her accusations. Had he not said something, police would have came and automatically blamed him. A lot of times the reason we have to get loud is for somebody to hear us. A lot of times the reason we, we we have to act the way that we, and I consider white supremacy brainwashing, mm-hmm. that we're ignorant because we act this way, is because you can only get told, you stole something, you stole something, you stole something. I'm doing it to you right now and your face is doing this. Because as a human nature, no one wants a finger pointed at them <laughs> or somebody in their face for something they didn't do. Right. And the reason we end up unprepared for a lot of these situations because we assume it wouldn't be me. But that's not what I said. <laughs> but that's not what I said. And exactly. the example. But I didn't say those words. Exactly. I hate when he does that because I didn't say he said that. But let him speak. Okay, but but you can't you can't give a rebuttal to what I said by then saying something that I never said. So I let can. me let me said my perception. Just like how you said my perception on answering the question, you asked me about me. I'm responding. I said, playing devil's advocate. This is how I feel when I see it. Uh, Okay. So let me rebut, let me rebuttal that then. Okay. So what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I never said the situation wouldn't happen. I never said that it wouldn't happen to me. And the, and the, and the example that you used about the brother and the um, child in the parking lot of the Walmart, he handled that exactly how you're supposed to handle it. You stand firm that you didn't do anything. You take it to some authority people and you wait till the police get there. I'm prepared to get arrested. I'm prepared to be not believed. But what I'm telling you is, is that there's still a responsibility that you have to give. You're, it's not that you're not going to be blamed. What energy do you give after you're blamed? And I'm not blaming the victim. I wonder that you have a right to, to, to get that energy. Let me finish though. And, and, and I'm not saying that people can't 
snap out, be mad, be sick and tired. But here's the hit with that. Once you do that, you have to be responsible. You have to be ready to get that energy that you gave. So if you want to snap out. And, and tell me am I wrong? Did he not start off as saying that I feel like sometimes it's their fault? For that reason. Because if you give. But that was my point when I made my statement. Mm -hmm. I never said he. I said I hate when people say that because then when they happen, it's I said people. Mm -hmm. I didn't say Roland. I know, but you're but you're but you're coming behind what I'm saying. I'm saying that no matter what, it's I don't think it's their fault because of how they reacted to it because no one knows until they go through it. Okay. And what I'm trying to tell you is is that when you in in when in a debate. When you when you when you now say something behind what I say, it gives the people the impression you're saying that's what I'm saying. So you said people. You no, used exactly what I said. And, and, that, and, and hold on, just said, but I'm not done. Okay, just like how you said, let them finish. It's a perception thing. So if it's the perception, then it's on you to say, I know you're not speaking about me. We're having an open dialogue. Let me do that because he said stuff that I don't agree with. After I said something, and not one time did I say, I didn't say that about me personally. No, I'm saying the only time I've even said I didn't say that is when he said I said something about him. But when he's made a, a rebuttal to my statements, I've never taken them personal. I didn't make a rebuttal to your statement. I answered a question. You, mm -mm, you can't, Remy, you can't do that. Remy, you can't do that. Let me make a rebuttal to your statement. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works, bro. You asked a question, so when you I answered the that, though. when let me let me start from the beginning. There's other people here that can tell you that, so let please me. go back and watch it. Your exact words were, "Let me make a rebuttal to your statement." I didn't get an opportunity to. We're still talking about what you said before. Now you get a rebuttal opportunity. <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning. You asked a question to everyone. I patiently waited for my turn and I spoke from my perspective. Then you took words that I said and said, when people say that, you think this. So then I said, okay, let me give a rebuttal to that. I'm not saying that for clarification. When I say blame, I just said, I'm not blaming the victim. Each person who gets into a situation is allowed to, they're free to give whatever reaction they want. But my opinion on that reaction, you have to be prepared for what comes with that reaction. So if there's a, so if, so just like, um, who is it, uh, Newton, for every action, there's a, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if you do the fool, expect the fool to be done on you. So all I'm saying is, is that a lot of these situations wouldn't escalate to A, B, C, and D if once the exchange starts to happen, and we both spoke of perfect examples of where the where the black person who got accused didn't react like we see the other dozen who did who got accused and snapped out. We seen what the what the um what the result was. If you want better results. Learn and 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 here here's a here's a part of this, is us leading into, um when we were going to talk about PTSD is where I thought we were going. I wanted to speak on, um manhood, 
and in, in, in the part of what I do in mentorship is, is there's a lack of discipline, not just in the younger people, but even us older people where we don't, we don't have the correct discipline on knowing how to react in certain situations. So if we talk about two 20 year old black men get into a situation and then we judge them on they their their conflict that went physical or even to the guns oh that's because young men aren't aren't being they don't know how to release their emotions they, they don't they have a lack of discipline so why is it that when we deal with white folks we can't use that same thought process why are we why are we escalating things from zero to 60 just because you got accused why are we because the problem is is because a lot of us are feeding our spirit with social media so we see the other hundred times it didn't happen to us on social media so as soon as we get into a conflict with a white person Boom, we off to the races. We pull out our phone. We snapping out. We cussing them out. Oh, no, F this. This is racism. And it could be all of that. But my issue is, where's the discipline? If you are on point, then why not just be like, okay, call the police. And then you explain your case. And if you do get arrested, it's called call a lawyer. I'm not, I'm not speaking to the police. I come up in the air. We don't talk to police. When we in conflict, if you want to arrest me, arrest me, and then I'll handle it downtown. I'm not fighting with the police. And then even from your page, I even agree with you. If you're going to escalate it to fighting the police, don't go half-ass. Go all out. Pull your burner out, bust at them, do whatever you got to do to live. But this scuffling and you end up getting hit, bopped in the head or shot, that's stupid to me. Just go downtown and handle it downtown. Or if you're going to fight, really fight. Why Why get shot over a traffic stop? Why get shot over uh, a warrant? You see what I'm saying? That's just my opinion. From my perspective, I don't think for a second that every day on this earth, I might not engage with the police. <laughs> but guess what? I'm just as in fear if you want to take it that route, if there's a fear aspect, I have to be cognizant of there's also an opportunity where some criminal may want to come in my front door, may want to take my car, might want to uh, take my wallet when I walk into a store. That's exactly why we got CCWs, not for the police, but for the criminal. And that's my piece. And now you can cut me up. <laughs> Anybody want to say something? Because if I say something after him, then it's kind Go. of no. Does anybody just, else want to say something? No, okay. you got it, Rim. I'm gonna shut up. Go ahead. See, but oh, yeah. the problem I have, since you agree, I'll say it to you, so mm -hmm. it doesn't get taken the wrong way. It's still blaming us for their ignorance and their racism, because you're saying, and I'm, I'm. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. I'm about to tell you you're wrong. Okay, so tell me. Because you're missing the fact of the discipline part of it. No, I'm not. Are because you? yes, because I can also show you videos mm -hmm. of a black college student mm -hmm. that was beat outside of a bar mm -hmm. who said absolutely nothing wrong, but the police chose to attack him. I can show you another situation of a black kid, law student, who a woman said he stole his own car. He didn't yell. He didn't scream. He did everything right. He was disciplined, as you are implying, and the police still beat him, okay. which is why I don't blame my people. 
Do we need discipline? Yes. Could it be help in many situations? I'm not denying that. But I'm not going to blame my people like or assume or put out this narrative that if we were more disciplined, it would stop. No, because many of this is not our problem. It's the account of, let me finish because you said I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Police are, have every time something happened with police, this is the narrative I hear from so many black people who sound like you two, who may not be you, but sound like you. Mm -hmm. The narrative is you already know the police are racist. So why did you allow this to happen to you? Or why you put yourself in that situation. But it's not always you putting yourself in a situation. No, that's, if I'm, I'm just giving you another example. No, I'm saying, I'm and that's saying what I'm saying. Serious. So if I'm driving down the road mm-hmm. and this cop gets out, and there's a report that I think it was the Washington Post just put out again, another study they did that shows that police speak more angrily to black men. So how is that my fault? It's, it's not. Like, but what about the de-escalation I, aspect? I'll let you do yours. But that's what's implied when we act like it's discipline is the problem and not the police. You understand? No, yeah. That's where I have a misconception. That's when, because we all work on social media, especially me and this brother, when you write it like that or when you say that out your mouth, you give police to say, this happened to him because he wasn't disciplined. Not because he was racist, the cop broke his law, the cop didn't follow the law, he didn't for example, with that lady. Yeah. So is it because she wasn't disciplined that the cop saw a white woman and sided with a white woman? Even this other video I posted, this girl showed how this white woman, the white woman goes to the lady and goes, she's filming me, she's harassing me. And the white woman turns to the black woman with no evidence, no knowing what's happened, and turns into her and goes, why don't you stop acting like that? Why don't you be more disciplined? Two minutes into what, listening to the white woman on the phone, the white woman realized who was the real liar. Did she turn to apologize? No, she walked off. So that's why I can't adhere to just telling black people to be more disciplined. Do I agree with what Roland said about our discipline? Why do we allow them to control our emotions? It's a part of it, yes. Right. But I do not adhere to that narrative. <laughs> That's what's funny is you said all that to just agree with what I just said. No, I said I agree with that part. Exactly. On the discipline on that part. And that's what I'm saying. My narrative was different. In a completion, the discipline is part of it. Yes. But it's not the whole narrative of it. Thank you. That's it. And and I'm not making... The way I perceived it. I'm not making discipline the narrative, though. What? I'm not making discipline the narrative. The people you spoke of, they make discipline the narrative. Nowhere on social media have you heard me speak this. I'm speaking it in this context because we're talking about it and I'm able to give the people clarification on what I mean. Now, me and you butt heads all the time, Rim, but if if the people are getting confused, I'm not blaming the victim. The racist is always the racist. That all I'm saying is, is nine times out of ten, if you if you give the discipline, it's not guaranteed that the beatdown won't stop or that the arrest will stop. I'm just saying that why not go the discipline route and let the cards play out? 
because if you give the if you give the energy, you know what comes with that. That's all I'm saying. So if that's the energy you want to give, then be prepared for the reaction. Yes, and you're right. Yeah, that way that, said that it's it's cleared up now. It, yeah, said that way, I can agree with 100. percent That's that's what I'm trying to say. I knew where Roland was going the whole time with that. It got cleared up more for you. And what he was no, saying. but you knowing. Yeah, no, that's and what I'm me saying. knowing is why so we have the conversation. Exactly. Right. Right. Absolutely, Rem. That's and, and listen, I I'm not gonna lie. I don't do the best at explaining complex things all the time. I'm glad we was able to kind of get there. But that's all I'm saying. Because like I told you, I'm with you. I don't want to blame us because it ain't our fault, especially when we monitor. Because to me, here's the thing. I hate when people say he wasn't doing nothing. Because when it comes to police, you could be 100% doing something. That don't mean they got the right to kill you. They ain't the judge and jury executor. You got the right to be arrested just like every other single white criminal that do something off the chain. So I don't even I don't even allow people to give that narrative to me. Oh, well, he wasn't doing nothing. He wasn't doing that. He wasn't doing, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. You got black people who could be called, you know, Uncle Toms or brainwashed by white supremacy. And I think that they don't articulate things well, just like I didn't do at the beginning of this. But at the end of the day, I think it's our frustration as well watching us combat these situations in such a way that you know is going to bring the negative energy. Like I told you about the lady in Victoria's Secret, I believe she handled that as about as well as you can handle it. And I mean, she did drop a couple cuss words to the cop. But like I said, the way she handled herself is the reason why she was able to get through to the other cop. Now, if both of them is on some bull crap, then yeah, then it's gonna it, it could go left. And you see how they coddle the woman who was doing the fool. They wouldn't even put her out if the shoe was on the other foot. You know they had to kick the black. Matter of fact, they'd have took the black woman out in handcuffs. And and God forbid it would have been a black male doing the fool in the store. They they definitely would have had firearms out. You get what I'm saying? So no, I'm listen, bros. I'm with y'all. I'm just saying for us, as because like I said, this spills over into a bigger conversation of mentorship, men, black men's role in the community, and black men's role in the household, um, and how we react to things. And I know we're probably pressed on time. I think you're coming up on two hours, but if we was to get into that PTSD aspect, I actually have a video that kind of explains it from an art perspective on my found uh, video collage um, videos I have on my art page, which is on Vimeo under just please. Um, I have a PTSD video. And part of that PTSD is not just from personal experiences, but it's from, it's social media induced. So what we do is, is every day we log into the lion's den and, and no pun on words at all, bro. But we, we log into the jungle, you know what I'm saying? Into the war zone every single day and feed off of it every single day that you can't even see positivity in the world. You see negative. You see what I'm saying? So what happens is, is when now you're put in that position, your reaction is based on your PTSD that you so 
not blaming the victim, but because you logged in, you self-induced that. You 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 chose to enter into that. So now you feed that into your spirit every single day. Man, two plus two is always four. Hold on, roll on, real quick. Two things I want to make sure that I clear up on my side too. Mm -hmm. One, I truly believe we all live in white supremacy. Every black and white person here. Absolutely, a, it's a system. System. Mm -hmm. We've been educated in white supremacy. Right. So I am way trying to say any individual who has a certain thought process is raised in white supremacy. I think we all are. I right. think every one of us, until either education outside of school or in our home. Had that Christopher Columbus, George Washington was the great. These are rapists and murderers. And until social media allowed us to connect with each other, know that Africa is not all huts. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. That's the mm -hmm. problem. And I also think I need to clarify that Roland is very right on one thing. We have to be careful of the narrative of accountability. And as somebody aspiring to be a king, I always think it's my fault. And I, I know what I just said. And like he said, with time to clarify it more, I believe that. I choose to believe that because I think I have the power to control any situation I walk into. And I think if we believe that more in ourselves, then yes, there could be, could be, and I don't know this, so I don't want to make it to be a narrative that is a fact, but there could be a chance, like Roland said, that we could control situations more, where we already know that the loud, screaming person not only by white people, but by our own people is seen certain ways. Right. So Roland is 100% right that we have to make a choice. And I think this is one of the things that my father taught me before he passed away. Do you want to be right? Or do you want to make it home at night? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because Survival of the fittest. Yeah, because you can tell a cop all the time he's breaking you the law. Or you can tell, you can sit there with a, a white woman, curse her out and call her a fucking bitch or a white man and say you're a fucking colonizer and coon. Or you, like Roland said, you could be more controlled, figure out what needs to be said and what doesn't need to be said to certain people and then fight your battle later. So that is, he is 100% right, you know? And I think one of the things I know that I, I don't, people want to know, if the show is called PTSD is real in our community, why are we talking about this? Because these are the things that are the biggest problem I see. And that even through us having this back and forth is getting me to a better understanding that, you know, one, we have to admit how we look at each other. Yeah. How black people see black people. Fuck anybody else in the world. And we do believe in coons and ratchets and hood rats and that person's ghetto. And if you want to survive a situation on social media and in the present time as you're going through it, you make a choice. It's do I curse this person out or do I let them talk or do I walk away? You know what I mean? We got to end up the show and close it. I want to thank Cleve. I want to th thank Trey. Um, I want to thank here and, and Chef KC is back. Um, I hope we can do a part two to this. I would love to play your video first so we can have some basis to talk about if that's okay. How long is it? Uh, it's like five minutes. Perfect. Let's do a part two. Let me know when all the gentlemen you two yeah. can be here for that. I think a part two is necessary. Go ahead, Kier. Oh, okay. I think a part two is necessary because, like I said, this is my therapy. And what people don't realize is I walked in 
thinking one way and I'm leaving thinking another way because my brothers were able to have a heated conversation with me right. and nobody took it personal. And that's the part of PTSD that Cleve is talking about. You watch black men in these negative environments and these yeah. negative relationships. Don't know how to positivity. Right. And then when you get into a, a conversation, mm -hmm. it turns into an argument. And that's why I think it's important that not only that we lead by example, that we remember that we have a choice in how to carry certain conversations. You could have sat here and said absolutely nothing. I could have. He could have shut down. You know what I'm saying? Thank God I'm not that person. Right. I could have got angry and acted like, you know, the old Remy. Let's keep it 100. Yeah. We've all grown. So thank you very much. Ram. Trey, Ram. thank you for coming in. Respect to you. Um, hey, Ram. Let, let, can I say one thing, one last thing before we close? Before we close, I want all of us to look at a situation where discipline showed itself. And I'm a, and I'm using this example explaining to you that I don't believe in their ideology or anything. And that's the Moors. Even though I don't believe what they were in what they were doing, they believe it. And they're disciplined, even though they got arrested, even though their guns got took. People lived and they didn't a hundred cops didn't get killed and them 50 men didn't get killed because they felt as though they were right and the leader knew how to articulate to the people and they were recording. I think that had a lot to do with it as well. And that's my rebuttal to this foolishness with black people who keep trying to throw away our 2A rights about, oh, that's, they're just giving a, them an excuse to, to kill us. And I said, you damn fool, do you understand that <laughs> that's actually gonna stop them if they knew we had them on us? <laughs> it might actually help. Because yep. those guys didn't die that day, and I think it's because they all were armed and they no, had the discipline to talk. Legally armed. Yes. All legally, legally armed. armed. Yeah. Even if, because you know how I prove that to people? When people say, well, that's why they got arrested, they got the guns. I said, no. The cop specifically said, we have to figure out what we can charge them for. Yes. That means you know they're legal, but you're going to find out whether it's a magazine with one too many bullets in it, or if it's a capacity magazine that may not be welcomed in that state, mm -hmm. or license might be like the black man that defended his home, his business and everything from a white man, but because his license for his business had expired 13 days before. During COVID. During COVID. During, during COVID. It expired during COVID. They used that to take everything he had and put him in jail and charge him. That's what black people have to understand. The days of taking a mail and throwing it to the side is over. You have to be smarter than them. And that's what Roland was saying. At least that's what I took from it. Yes, yes. You know, and that's what I took from it is that I'm very sensitive about narratives because I see how people use our words against us. But even I'm learning sometimes it is just what it is, plain and simple. We out of here. We're getting called till we got to go. Obviously, tune in. We'll do a, a part two. Sydney, thank you. Get the book. Find the Vino. Get the, the book. Scroll.com. And find a page and read. This is a beautiful book to read from front to back or just as a daily reminder of things that can be a positive uh, reinforcement. Yeah. 
All right, I got one more comment that I didn't get to get to before, but I think it's the perfect way to close it out. World Famous Gun Show had said a little while ago, Kier should get a man weave, but a flat top fade one. Oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> and on that, we, we are out. <laughs> People used to say you black, you watch your mouth. We ain't listen, nah, not for the clout. Original man, all I'm watching is y'all. Crazy how addicted I used to be at the mall. Spending all this hard-earned dough, but never bought. In the game of life, was more of a curtain call. Smiling in your face, can't tell I was hurt at all. My little Asian love will go and run me to raw. Brought it to the crib and let me borrow the car. Gotta be fly, you gon' catch the people eye. Can't recognize the real when you always taught a lie. Can't remember a day when my mama wasn't hurting. Daddy wasn't brave and my niggas wasn't cursing. We was just some slaves and amazed with our burdens. Trying to find our way through this pain we immersed in. Raised by a gay shit, the sage wasn't working. Remember when they say we was three-fifths a person. But if we came first, how the fuck do that work? I know this people never like to tell the truth. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashley. On the wake up. So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2. It's the black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just got to move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them purge people a 10-second snippet, a 15-second snippet, and make them come to OTW Tube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Because only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTW Tube is where it's at.